0: This is Doctrine and Doxology. We are glad that you have joined us. I am Skylar Spradlin. And I am Larry Jones, still yet. We know our names, and off to a good start, we are. Well, yes, we are, because we got
1: our names right. It's like the teacher says, put your name at the top of the paper. Yeah, I'm pretty
0: sure the ACT, that's one reason I got so many points.
1: Do you use someone else's paper?
0: No, I put my name on there correctly. Oh, okay. And I didn't get that many points. I mean, the majority of my points came, I think, from just showing up and putting my name on it.
1: Yeah, you've heard the old test where they hand you the paper, and the first line says, don't do anything till you read the entire page, and then at the bottom it says, write your name at the top and turn it in.
0: Yep. That's not what we're doing here, but yes, I have seen that. Okay. That's well, a good idea. we got I our do names that. right. That's good. Um you know every year we take the month of July off. Do we? Yeah. And that's that means next week is our last. Oh, okay. Episode
1: for a, for a month. For a month. Okay. Okay, we got to get we got to let the other people have rest and recuperation
0: from listening.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: <laughs> and Madison she does a lot of work behind the scenes.
0: Does she? Yeah,
1: she does. I assume she does.
0: She does. I'm not going to get into that. She does.
1: Yes, yeah, she does a lot more than I give, than, than her, give you credit do. for. Probably a lot more than I do. Definitely more than you.
0: Well, we'll see. The You do the, turn
1: the sound on and get the sound checks, and you do that.
0: Oh, uh, There's more but, to it than I that. But I
1: laboriously pour over the subject for the week and i don't you pour over the subject all your life so i don't know what you do
0: <laughs> all i know what do you do laborously just, do you just laborously look at the subject i
1: laborously i i read grudem's uh section on on whatever we're covering
0: i don't think that counts as uh, studying the subject if you just read one person
1: i also read the bible two people well three holy spirit first that wrote that book
0: okay okay <laughs> what's today's subject go oh, great studier well
1: no commercials
0: oh yeah i guess
1: i mean we, we you got to remember there is a uh, book thing
0: where we give yeah, pastors and that, books that's that's worth it that's worth doing the commercial yeah absolutely yeah, and so even on our Facebook page uh and maybe others. I just know about Facebook cuz I saw it there. You can go see some of the reviews that past participants have left about receiving the books and how oh, much really? it meant to them. Yeah, it's really nice. really encouraging. They enjoyed it, huh? Yeah, I want uh, they both uh, the the two reviews both said that um it was really beneficial to them. Oh,
1: well, praise the Lord.
0: Yeah, it was very humbling. Yeah. Uh, So I do encourage people to go find our Facebook page and read those. Yeah. So um, we're... Pastors Cohort, what it's called. Yes, and we're in the fundraising mode uh, to try to (coughs) get these books out to these pastors. So do we have the books here now? We have the books. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Uh, We still have to get a few more books, and we have to cover shipping costs, so... Um, Anyways, we're looking for both participants and donors. So you can sign up and participate and or donate at DoctrineDoxology.com as well as find out a bunch more information about what it is and all that kind of stuff. Cool, cool, cool. And social media links on that same website.
1: Website, okay. Well, the subject for today... You know we've gone through a process
0: mm. and actually, what kind I of I a sanctifying read proce- process I read the process has it been a sanctifying process it is a recap um
1: it has been a has it been a process.
0: sanctifying <laughs> process
1: you're kind of giving me the eyebrow like yeah it should be that's the right answer
0: i'm gonna drink my gatorade okay i'm gonna read
1: his introduction paragraph to sanctification the previous chapters have discussed several acts of God that occur at the beginning of our Christian lives. The gospel call, parentheses, which God addresses to us, close parentheses, regeneration, by which God imparts new life to us, justification, by which God gives us right legal standing before Him, and adoption, in which God makes us members of His family we have also discussed conversion in which we repent of sins and trust in Christ for salvation these events will occur in the beginning of our christian lives sanctification the subject of today i'm not that was that was my words <laughs> is, is a progressive work of god and man that makes us more and more free from sin and like Christ in our actual lives. Can you believe it? So... Uh, We're becoming more and more like Christ as we're being sanctified.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big deal.
1: It is. Because that should be our goal. Because what happens to a... What happens to someone who... is called by God, who... Regenerated by God, who's God's given faith, and they repented and believed, and then there's no discipleship. They don't go to church. They don't read the Bible. Or is that a possibility even? You're looking at me. I was asking you a question here.
0: Um... (laughs) In today's modern concept, uh, context, yeah, it should be very rare.
1: We know people who call themselves Christians, and I can't see their heart. But there's nothing. There's no discipleship. There's no learning. There's no striving. Uh, so there's, if that puts a an air of doubt or air, it puts a little doubt in my mind. Are they really saved?
0: Well, the reason I want to pause is because um, I think back to maybe, I don't know, some of the times of Christ or some of the early missionary journeys of Paul or the early parts of the church. Right. When perhaps, I'm not thinking of any specific instance in the scripture, so this is theoretical, but perhaps a person was saved, converted, under teaching, and then traveled back home where there was no church, Ethiopian eunuch. And they had no scriptures.
1: Ethiopian eunuch, all they had was the the Old Testament.
0: Testament. And that was enough.
1: But that's all he had. He didn't have a guide.
0: Well, after he became a Christian, he did. Holy Spirit. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, other than God, there was no... We have a plethora of materials.
0: Right. And I'm, I'm saying even if there were somebody else who didn't have access to the old testament or uh, presumably the ethiopian eunuch had it because he was wealthy.
1: Right. You, you right.
0: didn't just have your own copy of Isaiah just cuz you went down to the local temple bookstore and bought it. I mean <laughs> so uh, yeah, I they guess got I'm it for 995. <laughs> I guess I'm saying theoretically there might have been someone or some people like that in that situation sure. back then and and even Possibly today I think of maybe a believer who um, who has come to faith in the remote parts of Russia. We, we know where we're talking about. Right. Uh, and maybe they were like that. Where um, there's just the Bible's not in their language yet, but they've become a believer. But in that instance, I still think the spirit and the conscience is going to convict you on matters of right and wrong. Yes. Like you're going to know I shouldn't lie. I shouldn't murder. Yes. Kind of those basic things. And you'll probably start growing in conviction towards your attitude and actions. I should be kind. I should be gentle. Even if you don't have immediately those scriptures to do that. Because we
1: have the model of Christ himself to to look back on. Yeah. This is qualities uh, that we need to strive for strive for excuse me
0: well so you you just said is it even possible that's that's what makes me pause. I think you can be sanctified um, by the spirit's gracious work without the church and maybe without the scriptures if you didn't have them in your language yet okay however the vast majority of people you and I are interacting with have the scriptures in their language and they have a local church ready nearby. access to yeah. a church yeah. And so in our context, if you have someone profess faith in Christ that does not care about the scriptures and does not care about being with the people of God, um, I don't know that we can call their improved behavior necessarily sanctification. It may just be age, wisdom. You know what I mean? Nothing. Yeah.
1: Some, nothing some super people get natural. older as they get wiser or the other way around.
0: Uh, yeah, probably the other way around.
1: But I did also read uh, in this chapter that there's an element of sanctification at regeneration. Yes. So, you know.
0: Well, I even divided a little bit more and a little bit of that's unfair. So. Sanctification. Boiling away all the other things coming down to kind of the most basic element or two. Yeah, yeah means to be consecrated set apart okay and so there's there's even this sense of declared sanctification and really what's intended by this word progressive ongoing sanctification right so yeah in one sense when we're regenerated we are consecrated and set apart in that moment that's declared sanctification right but when we talk about it in this order of salvation and it, and use this word, we mean more the progressive, long term right, right. growth of a Christian.
1: Right, getting to the point where you sin less.
0: Yeah, you you are growing in the Christian faith, so that means primarily in things like godliness and holiness and righteousness. Yeah, and so sometimes. You become you you might uh, grow in certain godly attributes, let's say, like gentleness or tenderness or compassion, oh,
1: like fruits of the Holy Spirit.
0: Well, let's say you grow in you grow in these things as you get older. It doesn't necessarily mean that you are a Christian because oh, you have okay. become more compassionate. You might have just gotten older and you see your grandkids running around and your heart's just softened by that. Yep. We're talking about a supernatural sort of work here where yes, I, I'm, yes. in a, I'm in a moment where if I was in my flesh, I might act another way. But God is, is causing me to act this way. Right. That's sanctification. Or before I would have done this or my flesh wants me to do this and I'm actually going to do this. That's sanctification. Right. That's where we are more and more being consecrated and set apart to God in terms of our behavior, our motives, our attitude, our desires, our speech, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was we've been uh, I've been looking at uh, Romans six a lot right now. And mm, the first part yeah. of this I just read the sanctification is uh, talks about setting or setting us apart from sin. Uh Uh, Not sinning, saying no to sin Mm -hmm. uh, because we're we're new creatures. Yeah. And.
0: uh, Well, and and you read it there in his definition, and I think it's worth pointing out. It's it's a dual work. The spirit sanctifies us. Yes. But we also participate in that sanctification. Right. So you have active language in the New Testament there. Like we fight against our flesh. We war against the passions of our striving forward. Yes, to follow Christ or striving for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Hebrews says that. So you have these commands for us to also join in the fight and in the work of sanctification. Yes. And and that should always be the case. But then you have these supernatural periods of growth where the spirit is just really working godliness into. You You think of a scripture, you behave in a way that Christ did. You find. All of a sudden, the grace or the patience or the peace to endure hostility or a diagnosis of cancer or something like that, that sets apart the way that you're responding. Well, that should be credited to the spirit sanctifying you as you grow in the faith. Right. But back right. to what you said at the beginning. That really doesn't happen. In our context, apart from the scriptures in the church
1: correct i correct. think uh, so i about teachings sometimes you can uh you know you know we know we we go to church and we learn as the the word is is uh, preached over us mm-hmm. and we of course investigate to make sure the preacher's not pulling the wool over our eyes
0: mhm
1: and you know you never do that try not to but i but I, every worthy preacher that i've ever heard has told us check it out for yourself this is what the bible says this is what i say it means but check it out
0: well and hopefully it's right there hopefully they're dealing with the scriptures right there in front of yes, you yes yes you see their process see what they're talking about
1: and if you happen to be in a church that doesn't open the bible
0: well, then you got a big red flag first you got
1: another bigger problem yeah
0: other problems uh but so i going back to what you said i i do pause just because of those theoretical instances, but if I'm really, if push comes to shove, sort of a deal, I'm saying it's the scriptures even say. First John even says, if you don't, if you don't love the word of God and the people of God, it's probably because you don't know God.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And in fact, John says it a little more black and white in First John. He says it is because you don't know God, and and so. Yeah, we need to we need to check and see, is our sanctification real? Um, is our sanctification coming from the Spirit, in partnership with the Spirit? Or is it just general human maturity? So there is this sense where even growing up in a Christian context or around other Christians, even if you're not a believer, some of their behavior splashes off on, onto you. Yeah, yeah. You might even act sometimes like a Christian. But that doesn't mean you're being sanctified.
1: Yeah, I was I kind of even when I asked the first question, I I felt like there's a element. That we are responsible for, and that element is to do the disciplines that we know God wants us to do. Yeah. With, you know, prayer, Bible study, uh, being taught, serve uh, and serve. Yeah. All these things are working in our lives conforming us into the likeness of christ yeah and then as we study god's word and as we hear it preached uh when we do all those disciplines then you almost can't help but grow uh i mean that's like our part of it yeah and of course God is god is doing all the work you know there's uh an element where they, he divided it up in this book uh, into Father, Son, and Spirit. That all three are working to sanctify us. Yeah, and the Father was uh, uh, one of the things He disciplines us mm-hmm. to sanctify us, mm-hmm. uh, just like a, a loving, godly uh, human father should <laughs> do should today. Do, should do their children to yeah. train them uh, with discipline to. To do what's right. Yeah. And then, of course, we have Jesus as our supreme example. Mm -hmm. This look like we should look like that. Mm -hmm. He's our example. and, And I think the greater part of the sanctification is done by the Holy Spirit as he teaches us, as we read his word and as it's taught to
0: us. And he guides us in situations. Yeah. 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 So we want to grow into maturity, which is to grow in Christ likeness and. Just to recap what you said there, the way to do that is through uh, the spiritual disciplines, primarily through prayer, uh, scripture reading, scripture study, uh, service and belonging to a local congregation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, honestly, um, that's one of the most neglected parts, local congregation. Because yeah, it probably w- is. When I say belong, I mean more like involved. Don't just attend.
1: Yeah, or just don't have your your name on the rolls, rolls of the or, of the membership.
0: Yeah, I, if you're around God's people, you will start to conform more in a in a quicker way sure. to the image of Christ because you're looking at the godly examples of people around you, and you're looking at the mistakes. So, let's say you're in your forties, well, you're watching Christians who are in their seventies and have been walking with Christ for a long time, you're also watching Christians who are in their 20s who haven't been walking with Christ very long. Right. And you're you're getting a, a glimpse of of both sides, of, of long-term faithfulness and of, well, just Christian immaturity and a new right. believer. But you're also having the accountability of, I want to set others a good example. So I want to set the 70-year-old a good example of what a 40-year-old does, and I want to set a... Uh, the 20 year old, an example of what a godly 40 year old does. And so there's this built in accountability mechanism of, I don't want to do anything to hinder or hurt my brothers and sisters or bring shame on my brothers and sisters or ultimately shame on the name of Christ. And so if you want to grow in godliness, I, I, I say it's almost impossible again in our context to do that apart from being in the local church. I agree. I mean, I just put that big of an emphasis on it. Like, you will grow if you sit at home and read your Bible. Absolutely.
1: I've also in in a local church witnessed uh, older Christians who are barely babies, and Mm -hmm. they've been a Christian for a long time, Mm -hmm. but they still seem to be on the milk, Mm -hmm. just the kind of babies. And then I've also witnessed a, a a young. Well, he was 19 at the time, but he became a Christian at 19. And within a year, his spiritual maturity had just exploded. Mm-hmm. And he was sharing the gospel with all of his friends and was truly a, an example.
0: To the older ones.
1: To the older ones of yeah. this is the energy you need to uh, generate uh, because you're serving God.
0: Well, we even tell our new church members who are joining. That hey, this is the standard of what it means to be a member here. Right. And we all from time to time grow complacent and so we fall below that standard. But as a new member, you have the opportunity to re energize the rest of the body to right. that standard. Exactly. And sometimes it's just what we need in our Christian life. Like we grow complacent and so the fervor of a brother or sister growing in grace is sometimes that shot that we need to to press us on, help us keep right. going. Right. So you have, yeah, you have both. You have Titus 2, the older men and the older women pouring into the younger men and the younger women. But you also have Paul telling Timothy, don't let anybody look down on you because of your youth. Right. They set the believer's an example. Uh, it, that's part of the beauty and complexity of belonging to a church family and the mutual edification that takes place, mutual sanctification that takes place right, right. in that kind of a context. Yeah. Aren't you thankful... That God doesn't save us and then just leave us alone. That He saves us, and He yes. actually brings us into more of a harmonious relationship with Himself. Jesus calls it a, an abundant life. Uh, that that may m- mean the harder life here on this planet, right? right. But the more that we're becoming like Jesus the more peace and harmony we have in our relationship with the Father.
1: Somebody asked a question in our small group. Uh,
0: your small group, man.
1: In our small. That's another way you can uh, grow and, and mature and stay active. Y'all, not only in church, but get involved in small groups. Y'all and,
0: just debate in your group, don't you?
1: No, this was good. Oh, good. This was good. The question was asked, why didn't, when we were saved, why didn't Jesus make us a mature Christian right then?
0: Mm. Many reasons.
1: Many reasons, but I I think the one we kind of uh, gathered around was that as we progress, others can see that we are also weak, so they could be encouraged to uh, become a part of. If if you just had no I mean, you're not a Christian over on this side of the. Of the line, and over here you're a mature Christian, you'd almost have two different people groups. And the people down here below would look look at them, so I could never achieve to that. Yeah. Should never. But if they see a Christian who, who fails and repents, and uh, they say, hey, I could I be a part of that because I know I'm going to fail too.
0: Yeah, I was thinking the mercy of God is on greater display. Yeah, yeah. And it also forces our dependency on Christ which is kind of the bedrock of faith right right and so i i that's another thing just side note i think our dependency on Christ is is not talked about enough too too neglected god right often does things and allows things into our lives to bring us to this humble place of dependency on Christ because that's where we should be Sure. We don't recognize that enough.
1: Yeah, and sometimes it takes a uh you know, somebody very close to us passing away. Yeah. To bring us to our knees and say, God, we need you. Can't do it on our own.
0: Yeah. Well, sanctification. There's so much we could say about that subject, but um I don't know, this is an introduction.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe we can wrap it up next week.
0: I don't know what else I would say unless we get into technical things. Okay. I don't know, which I guess we could well, we kind of we just kind of skimmed over it.
1: But but we I think we hit some of the deeper elements of sanctification.
0: You should be consecrated and set apart to yeah. God by becoming like Christ in all of your attitudes, behaviors, thoughts, speech, etc. Right. Right. And you do that by the spirit's help and your help through the reading of the word. Prayer. Service in Christ's name belonging to a local church.
1: Well, you wrapped it up in a nice little package there. Well, why'd buddy? we
0: take thirty minutes to <laughs> talk about it then if if we could just wrap it up like that?
1: But it, it is. You know, it's it everybody kinda has the idea. Every every Christian knows that we are being transformed into the likeness of Christ. And yes. uh and it's a process.
0: And it's a beautiful privilege.
1: And it's it's working. But there's still an element for the believer to strive. If mm-hmm. you don't, well, I don't want to read the Bible. Or I don't want to attend church, but twice a year.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's you know, not, not healthy. It's not good. It's not healthy. No, that's Easter, like drinking, Easter and
1: Christmas. How come every time I go to church, they sing the same songs?
0: <laughs> yeah. That's like drinking water once or twice a year. It just doesn't. It's not good.
1: Yeah. It's not yeah. Good. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, it's just it's a process and everybody knows it. But I think uh, some people think that God just does it to us. And we, oh, yeah. Like we can sit back on our yeah. laurels. and uh, On our what? Laurels. I'm not sure what those things are.
0: Oh, goodness. But it's a, a literary
1: it. phrase that's been used many times. I hope it's not a bad word.
0: Depends where you learned it. Laurel. Well, it's just a
1: common word that we've used, I've used. Have you ever used it? <laughs> you got to be honest, you're on the radio. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't.
0: Um, He's looking up on the uh, Assuming that I spelled it right. Oh, no, here it is. Yeah, it's an idiom. Rest on one's laurels. Yeah, that's it. To be content with one's past or present and their honors and achievements.
1: That's pretty good.
0: The word actually means a small European evergreen tree. (laughs) Oh, okay. So you sit back on your trees.
1: Sit in your treehouse and... Or uh,
0: shrubs. Yeah. The foliage of a laurel as an emblem of victory or distinction.
1: Yeah, but there's an element of of the Christian to strive and and the Bible, in many places, tells us to press on, be alert, strive. Can't just sit back on your shrubs. Can't 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 be leaning against the shrubs. You have to get out there and strive to become like Christ. That's right. That should be our you know heartfelt prayer in the morning lord help me to be more like you
0: well and i think that's part of the sanctification that desire does increase yeah we grieve more over sin
1: that was one of the elements he brought out we start thinking of sin like god thinks of sin
0: yeah and we desire to be like christ more and more right We taste that honey and we want more of it
1: yeah and i think as we do strive through the disciplines of christianity um we want to strive all the more. Yes. We, we get the uh I think of the uh Jesus said uh He said something really <laughs> he good. He said lots of <laughs> things. <laughs> but uh it'd be like a well of water springing up to eternal life. Yeah. You remember that phrase? John 4? Yeah, to me that is the, the the feeling that we feel when we're walking with the Lord. We're we're just Everything we have and all of our desires are for him. And it gives us joy, mm-hmm. overflowing joy, so that we just bubble up, bubble over.
0: There you go. Well, uh, hopefully this causes brothers and sisters and even unbelievers to think uh, and examine themselves and, sure. and say, uh, has God actually been making me christ Christlike? Uh, and is that because he's working in my heart or because... I'm just around right. other Christians and mimicking their behavior.
1: And I'm wondering about people who, like in the parable of the soils, who maybe received the gospel gladly in the beginning, but then nothing ever happened after that. Yeah, Maybe maybe the worries of the world just uh, mm-hmm. overcame it, yep. and uh, they need to, to re-examine.
0: And we've seen that, right? We've seen the maybe not persecution like when it talks about the heat yeah drying up the the root Uh, but we've seen family hostility and people give up the gospel because their family mocked them or ridiculed them or
1: yeah the worries of the world and all those things so you know people a lot of people claim christianity but all those people who claim christianity not all of them are christians Mm Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they think they are, and I, th- I think maybe this might cause someone to examine themselves and see if they have the joy of the Lord bubbling up and yeah. overflowing to others, yeah, uh, with a devotion to God and a love for Him.
0: It's good. We're out of time.
1: Okay. Well, let me pray, and then we'll meet back here next week. Father, we are grateful and thankful that you stirred our hearts and drew us to you uh you gave us the faith to repent and believe and that you uh, uh justified us and that you are in a process of sanctifying us help us lord to uh, do the disciplines you want us to do so that we might grow more and more like christ and uh and love each other and love others more and more like christ loved them so lord be glorified in our lives help us to share your good news with the lost and help us to walk faithfully and we ask this in jesus name amen